We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again from the outside. Had a clean look, but that one switches through. Giddy keeps it himself and takes it up as he glides with the finger roll. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Post Game Show. We're a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the night going solo, JD Silva, here to discuss the Thunder's 118 to 110 win over the LA Clippers, second win in a row against the Clippers. How about that? How about that? Before I get started and break down this game, uh, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating if you haven't done so already. We do really appreciate that. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. We've got Taylor running our TikTok, doing great work there. Uh, big shout out to Taylor. Uh, Amen, I see you in our, in our comments. Taylor did pay off his bet tonight uh, where he had to wear a Paul George jersey to the game. At the Paycom Center and cheer for Paul George actively. Uh, so that went great. I, I wanted Taylor to get a little bit more toxic with his uh, cheering for Paul George, but uh, I think the closest he got was saying that if Shea scored 30, he would rip his jersey apart. I don't know if he got to that point. Uh, Shea did not hit <laughs> did not hit the 30-point threshold tonight, so we'll have to wait on the jersey tear. Um, Thank you guys uh, again for tuning along in the comment section. I'll be sure to read those and answer any questions you have as we break down this game. So starting lineup tonight, a uh, bit different than Tuesday night's game, which I was able to attend in person. Got the got the fellas swapping games this week. Uh, starting lineup was SGA, Trey Mann, Lou Dort, Aaron Wiggins, and JRE. So some big takeaways before I go step-by-step step, kind of through, through each quarter of this game. Tonight's, if you haven't already seen our Twitter graphic, tonight was the return of the Lou Dort we all know and love. Uh, had a really good game, and we'll break that down a bit later in the podcast. Another huge thing, uh, the, the biggest downer of, of attending the game in person on Tuesday was that the Thunder uh, were 4 of 30 from 3, I believe. Uh, and so that was uh, pretty stinky to watch. Uh, fun game because it was, you know, it was a blowout against a deep, uh, albeit injured Clippers team. Uh, but nonetheless, the three-point statistics swung in the opposite direction tonight. Uh, the Thunder hit a, I would say, above-league average 44% from three, hitting 17 of 38 of them. Uh, they actually eclipsed their total 
threes made on Tuesday in the first quarter tonight. Uh, so we'll talk about that in just a bit also. My last big takeaway. The Thunder just played disciplined basketball, and I and they are super well coached. Their players will get yanked if they're not doing what Mark wants them to do. And I think because of that discipline and because of the way they're coached, the system that they run, they can stay in competition with any with any team. And yeah, the Clippers were without Kawhi tonight, but they still have a very good veteran deep team. They have Paul George and a whole bunch of guys that could start on most teams in the NBA. Uh, we saw Paul George uh, in one of his most recent successful playoff runs take this Clippers team almost exactly how it's constructed now to the Western Conference Finals through the Jazz. So this is a big win for the Thunder, and I think fans should be excited about the performance they saw tonight, especially without Josh Giddy and without J-Dub and without Chet, of course. Can't forget our boy. All right, let's break this game down step by step. Um, it was it was pretty wild uh, watching it after my Bally stream crashed again and again. Thunder came out of the gate really hot. Uh, hit, I think, six or seven threes in the first quarter. Jumped out to an 18-point lead early on. Uh, pretty wild. The Clippers stayed in OKC uh, after Tuesday, and they must have partied at the Omni or something every night because they were super sluggish for almost the entire first half. It was about halfway through the second quarter when they really turned it on. Um, and in, in that second quarter, after the Thunder had ballooned up to an 18-point lead, the Clippers, uh, as they're bound to do, moved the ball, played small, moved the ball really well, finally started to hit some threes. Guys that played really poorly on Tuesday, like Norm Powell and Reddy Jackson and John Wall, all picked it up a notch tonight and were able to really contribute for the Clippers. Uh, Paul George, uh, just something in the air in OKC for Paul George, a 4 of 12 on the night, didn't have a massive impact, was a uh, team worst minus 25 on the night for old PG. Just reliving some memories in OKC from his stint here, you know. Uh, so, like I said, the Clippers started to catch fire from three. In the second half of the second quarter, they started blitzing SGA on a ton of his possessions, uh, which led to him picking up a bunch of fouls, two offensive fouls in a row, actually, uh, <clears throat> and just generally stalled the momentum that the Thunder had. So the Clippers got back into it, took the lead. Uh, a big reason why their lead did not begin to escape OKC is because of Darius Baisley uh, blocking two jump shots in the first half, including a three-pointer, uh, and Poku kind of uh, being the Poku nectar that Justin always <laughs> uh, that Justin always talks about. Uh, Poku was awesome in this game. Uh, we'll get to him later as well. Um, then then you go to halftime. Uh, I think it's a tie game or near a tie game. Heading out this, into the third quarter, uh, SGA now has four fouls at halftime. He got a, picked up his fourth foul with like four seconds left uh, right before halftime. Uh, which was really tough. So he sat for a big chunk of the third. Uh, but fortunately, Trey Mann, Kenneth Williams, Lou Dort, and other and others like uh, Poku and Aaron Wiggins, who also had a nice game tonight, kept the team afloat. Um, which was really impressive to see because you think when you think of this team, you don't you think okay, well they have one real scorer and that's SGA. They were able to stay alive without him tonight, which is a huge sign of growth. I don't know if that's going to be the the trend every night, but the fact they did it tonight uh, was huge. Uh, so on to the fourth quarter is when things got real sweaty. Uh, game still back and forth. SGA is playing, not picking up any more fouls. Um, little nugget for you. Thunder did not get a free throw 
The Thunder did not earn a free throw through three full quarters of NBA action. So heading into the fourth quarter, they had zero free throw attempts. They finally got one uh, with 10 minutes and some change in the fourth quarter, which just felt like a blessing directly from the Pope. I was hoping it'd be Poku. Uh, There's some weird energy tonight in OKC. It's the 10-year anniversary of the Harden trade, so I was hoping that if, if Poku broke that and got us our free throws, that would kind of counteract the negativeness that's in the air in OKC. Uh, but nonetheless, Shea earned those free throws. Uh, the team kept battling and battling and battling. The Thunder played really intense defense. Uh, Clippers switched, loved to switch, uh, fling the ball around on offense, and the Thunder just stayed put, made the right decisions. Everyone made like everyone made the right decisions tonight for OKC. Uh, very, very disciplined game for them, uh, especially being the youngest, tied for the youngest team in the league. Um, near the end of the game, Mark Dagnalt, Mark Dagnalt loves challenging fouls. He got one to go for him uh, tonight near the very end. I think there was three or four minutes left. Put in my notes, no one messes with Marky. And that's right. No one messes with Mark Dagnall. He's always in the referee's ears. Uh, it's really entertaining to watch him. Uh, what's not entertaining is watching his uh, oversized pullovers. They make me uncomfortable. After this challenge, a, a specific individual that was nearly our player of the game helped close out this game for OKC. And that is none other than Alexei Pokushevsky. Uh, just generally played a really good game, really good game tonight, had a key block, a key three, made the right passes. And the Thunder pulled this game out. Uh, like I said earlier, 118 to 110 against the Clippers. Uh, beat them twice this week on the new NBA's doing the new home and home. So that was, that was a blast. And it was cool to see a more competitive game since Tuesdays was such a blowout. It was cool to see Paul George back, even though he wasn't the difference maker. It was really just the role players kind of waking up uh, after not doing much on Tuesday. So let's go through some of my personal analysis from this game, talk about what all this means going forward, kind of what I saw throughout the game. Uh, none of the, these notes are not in any specific order as far as importance, uh, but hopefully you learned something and uh, can discuss in the chat with me as I go. Um, first note on Trey Mann. He had an awesome... Maybe his best game in the Thunder uniform on Tuesday wasn't quite as good tonight. Uh, he was 5 of 12, 14 points, <clears throat> 3 assists, 2 steals, 3 rebounds. Generally, it's a very solid game from Trey Mann. If you're getting that stat line from him every night, great. Uh, it just wasn't the biggest uh, upside game from him offensively. And the reason why, I think, is Mark did not like what he was seeing from Trey Mann early on in the game. Trey still has, and uh, Taylor tweeted this out, and it kind of made me think about it more. Trey Mann still has a short leash at times with Mark Dagnalt. I don't know if it was the shots he was taking uh, or the defense he was playing. I'm assuming it was a, a defensive issue. Uh, he was pulled early. He only had 11 minutes at the end of uh, a half. So he picked up 11 more minutes in the second half, and that's all he played. So efficient uh, in the time that he was on the on the court um his step back is nuts i just uh it hurts my ankles thinking about trying to attempt a step back that is that fast or to guard a step back that's like that he just like teleports behind the three-point line um hit a really really nice one today and hit a clutch three clutch walk up three near the end of the game that i wish i was in the arena for uh I live for those moments um random thought i had we always try and think of comps for trey man how's a norm powell you guys like norm powell for a comp Trey Mann, uh, Nick always comps into uh, Gary Trent Jr. 
feel like Gary Trent, Norm Powell, Trey Mance, all, all the same ilk. Um, let's go on to our player of the game, which is Lou Dort. This was by far and away his best game of the season. This looks like the Lou that we have seen the last two seasons. Uh, previously this year, in the first four games, he was just rushing things. Looked really uh, indecisive, I would say. Uh, specifically on his drives. It's, it's like his drives were kind of radiating throughout the rest of his game and making him just not know what to do with the ball. He was He was patient tonight. When he caught the ball and drove, he wasn't just barreling his way chaotically to the rim. He slowed down, he used that to create a bit more space, hit some Euro steps, made passes off of his drives, which he, has, which he had not been doing, um, and generally just took, did not take contested threes, uh, which was huge for him because he did, uh, had a very efficient night, uh, 9 of 15 from the field, 21 points, <clears throat> two steals, four assists, three rebounds. Uh, really, really efficient night from Lou Dort. That's what you want out of him, generally. Um, it, just his decision-making looks so much better. And happy for him. Happy for him that he got out of that slump. Uh, and it was tough tough to watch at our at our watch party, uh, old Lou Dort. But I, I expect him to play like this more. This is what we expect. This is what we've seen. It's what we know. Um, I don't believe it'll be a trend moving forward. Uh, another note I had, teams uh, come into OKC and, you know, OKC's general thought among the NBA is that we're a tanking team. We're doing whatever we can to lose. Um, so NBA teams kind of come into OKC or play against OKC wherever and expect it to be an easy win. But like I talked about at the top of the show, this is a very well-disciplined team that plays hard all the time. And if you don't play hard, the coach yanks you out of the game. You can see it with Trey Mann. You've seen it with Poku before. We see it with Usman Jang all the time now. Uh, you have to play hard or you're not going to play. Uh, and they played really hard and got up to an 18-point lead against the Clippers in the first half. That was super impressive and uh, really bodes well once this team gets healthy. I'm just, I'm so curious to see what this team looks like. I, they were able to make this have a game like this tonight without Giddy, without J-Dub, who we both, who all of us thought throughout the offseason, in the preseason, would be highly, highly important to this team. So I'm, I'm curious what the team looks like when all these cogs are kind of clicking together uh, and moving forward as a team. Uh, like I said, Usman Jang is on a super short leash. We kind of expect him to get some G League minutes at some point. Um, I need to look up to see when the G League season starts. Uh, I do expect him and Jay Will to take a trip there often. Uh, hopefully, Taylor, if you're listening, I know you are, that Jay Will plays more minutes for the Blue because I'm not trying to take charges at the Paycom Center. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Amen <clears throat> uh, A, the trade dub backcourt duo will be scary. You are right. Uh, that'll be a blast to see. Miss J-Dub, uh, he was taking shots tonight uh, in the warm-ups. Uh, looking good. His eye's not totally covered anymore. Uh, feel bad for the guy. Um, let me give a shout-out to a player that I have trashed before, buried at times, you you might say, Darius Baisley. Had a really impactful game tonight. Um, finished with uh, nine points, three blocks, nine rebounds. Uh, just one assist, but the blocks are the big story. He was the clip. The Clippers play small for the most part, unless they have all Zuby, as the Clippers broadcast said out there. Um, and Bays was highly impactful on defense. He kept the Thunder in the game whenever their offense would stall. Um, had three key blocks. Didn't make any. Didn't make too many bad decisions on offense. Still had uh, an attempt here and now where he would just kind of drive with his head down and not see anything else uh, in his general area. But I liked what Baisley offered to the team tonight. I think he played really well and is generally just like a decent backup center in the NBA, um, even if he doesn't necessarily fit for what OKC is trying to do night to night. Uh, moving on to SGA, who could have very easily been the player of the game tonight. Had 24 points, three steals, which is huge. He's been getting a ton of steals and blocks this first uh, couple weeks of the NBA season. Six assists and five rebounds. 10 of 23 shooting, uh, two of four from three specifically. Took two, had two free throw attempts, and Lou Dort had the other two. Thunder as a team had four free throw attempts total for the game, which is just wild. Um, Shea is just so effortlessly good. Uh, he just creates the most ridiculous angles on his drives, creates space out of what seems like nothing. I always like to see specifically, you can see uh, Shea the way he is as a player on if there's a fast break, like a one-on-one fast break or a two-on-one fast break, you can see how he just creates space out of, he can like slightly bump a guy with his shoulder, extend his arms, do a little twist, and all of a sudden he's at the rim and the ball's in. It just looks, it looks crazy. It's really, that must be so infuriating to guard because there's not many players in the NBA like him. And that's why he's always statistically one of the best drivers in the NBA because he has such an unconventional way of doing it that I think is able to be sustained throughout the entire game. You look at a guy like more athletic point guards like Russ, John Morant, people like that. Generally, the way they get to the basket is with their athleticism. So if their legs get tired, maybe that's not as impactful. Shea, I feel like it has his weapon is a change of pace and a shiftiness that doesn't necessarily stem from just a total burst of athleticism. Um, it's a great time. Uh, David Skelton in our chat. Today was a bad day to bench Stewart on my fantasy. That is tough. Really efficient night for Dort. I'm sure that would have been uh, nice in your fantasy team. Uh, moving on, <clears throat> talk about a few more guys here. Uh, Aaron Wiggins, I'm uh, really happy to see he's getting minutes. Had 35 minutes tonight, which is actually a, a team high in minutes. Uh, just one minute more than Dort and SGA. 
Uh, Aaron Wiggins just impresses me often. Doesn't do anything super flashy. Just always know. It just knows his role and is an NBA player in my mind. Uh, whenever I, I really don't see a ton of difference when Aaron Wiggins is out there or Kenneth Williams, who is a veteran at this point, is out there. Um, love to see it. He had 11 points. Hit three threes, three of six from three, four of seven from the field. Always makes the right play. His shot is looking a lot better this year. Um, his drive game, I think there's some room to grow there, uh, which is exciting for me. He does some nice stuff off the dribble um, and just finishes a lot of shots short. Uh, so I think that's an area where he can still grow uh, and look better. Um, moving on to our boy, our baby boy, Alexei Pokushevsky had... Uh, just an incredible game, <laughs> 15 points, uh, a block, four assists, five rebounds, six of 11 from the field. Uh, just a joy. What a joy. Played him as a small ball five in the fourth quarter. Uh, was able to match up well against most of the guys on the Clippers. Just made the right decision on offense more often than not. Made the right decision on defense more often than not. Hit that. I love the way the crowd reacts whenever Poku hits a three, especially a clutch three that arena exploded tonight uh, when that man started hitting threes. And uh, yeah, he's, he's a crowd favorite for a reason. He's fun to watch. Had some smooth stuff going for him tonight. Um, it just, it's, it's Poku's third season. And I think we are seeing him really learn how to play NBA basketball at a consistent level. I know he still has stretches where he just becomes uh, more of an entity uh, Poku the entity rather than Poku the basketball player. Uh, but tonight he was Poku the basketball player, the Poku Nectar. That was who we saw tonight. Looked awesome. I nearly made him my play of the game, but wanted to give Dort uh, some shine. I'm sure we'll see another game like this from Poku soon. <clears throat> um, going through, I already mentioned the player of the game. Uh, it was it was Lou, and then it was almost Poku, almost SGA. I think Taylor wanted me to choose poku tonight you know what you guys will see more of me soon maybe that night comes that'll be a, a glorious night um, if you guys have any questions in the chat feel free to drop them now uh, and i'll start looking ahead to next week in our next game uh, next game should be a pretty fun one uh, i need to see what the final score of the dallas brooklyn game was i think brooklyn came out with a win at the very end so dallas could be coming off a loss but the next game for okc is on Saturday uh, at Dallas. So the Thunder head back on a road trip. Um, the big question there is who is our Giddy and J-Dub traveling with them? Or are they going to stay here in rehab? Um, will we see them play uh, in Dallas? Not sure. Uh, hopefully get an update on that soon. Just a few days away. <clears throat> so you can listen to the uncontested right after that game as well. Um, as far as I know, Dallas is running out a healthy roster checking the game of that uh between dallas and brooklyn to see ah dallas ended up winning 129 125 uh so they're 2-2 2-2 1-2 away interesting how the nba does that oh boy so think that'll just about do it for tonight's show uh make sure you all pour one out tonight as it is the 10-year anniversary of the Harden trade. Where were you on the day James Harden was traded? I know where I was. I was uh, closing down a little retail store in Oklahoma 
called Vintage Stock when I got the notification on my phone. And that changed my little mind forever. My little 16-year-old mind just blew me away. Uh, just as I was becoming a huge Thunder fan, they traded him. Uh, Amen in the chat, unrelated question. You've been keeping up with Spy Family. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Really good show. Uh, awesome. I think that'll pretty much do it for tonight's show. Uh, oh, boy. Hey. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to live tonight or listening to us afterwards. We will see all of you on Saturday, right after the Mavs game ends, and again for our Sunday show, uh, which is a day before Halloween. You might see some wild stuff in that show. Uh, be sure to tune in. And a great win for the Thunder tonight. Really happy to see Lou Dort uh, get off the mat and play super well. Really happy for our boy Poku. Uh, looked awesome. And thank you guys all so much for listening. Adios.